Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Revelant, and I'm a journalist, healthcare copywriter, and a mom of two. In every episode, we talk about the challenges around feeding kids and give you practical and realistic solutions that will inspire and empower you to raise healthy eaters. Hi, friends. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the podcast. Two years ago, I launched Food Issues, and I have been so grateful to have so many well-known experts and best-selling authors on the show to share their unique insights and tips. And today's guest, Catherine McCord, is no exception. You probably know Catherine as the founder of the very popular site, Weelicious. She's also the author of four cookbooks and a go-to media expert who has appeared on the Today Show, Good Morning America, The Food Network, and many others. I was actually connected with Catherine several years ago. At that time, I was a new mom and I had been given an incredible opportunity to write for Fox News Health, which lasted for nearly six years. Throughout my work and as a new mom, I was learning so much about kids' nutrition and raising healthy eaters. So I interviewed Catherine for a story about homemade baby food and I asked her about sneaking vegetables and why maybe that's not a great idea. Her response was brilliant. We don't want a country full of 18-year-olds who never realized they ate broccoli before. Her words really stuck with me, and I became even more passionate about creating content about feeding kids. And she doesn't know this, but she's one of the reasons I decided to launch JulieRevelant.com and then later this podcast. So today, I once again had the privilege to interview her, and we're talking about something that I think every parent in America deals with, and that's how to get healthy dinners on the table that our kids will actually eat, and that also save us time and money. It really is about relying on a few recipes in your arsenal that you know your kids will actually eat and that you enjoy too. Catherine serves up her best tips for organizing our kitchens, meal prep packs, and the system she uses every week to get dinner on the table without fail. She also lets us in on her favorite kitchen appliances and her favorite recipes from her new book, Meal Prep Magic. Open your note app or grab a pen and paper because you're about to get quick and easy tips from one of the most well-known experts in the industry. And without further ado, here's Catherine McCord. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. Yes. So Catherine, let's talk about your story. Why and how did Weelicious and all of your books and One Potato, how did it all come to be? So um, after I graduated culinary school, I started working in restaurants and catering companies uh, in New York and Los Angeles. And then I had my son and I had this kind of revelation of like, what am I supposed to feed you? I can cook like a fancy three, four course meal, but I have no idea what to feed, how to feed and to like go from being a single person and to being a family. Um, And Weelicious really just grew from there, creating community with other parents um, around the world, trying to also feed their families. And um, it really just evolved from there into this idea of how to make kids great eaters from day one and also make cooking easy for parents at the same time. Yeah. And how did, um, I know you launched one potato, what, a few years ago, five years ago, something like that? Five years ago. Okay. Yeah. And how did that come to be? Well, it was sort of the same thing where I saw, you know, families being able um, to order meal delivery companies, but it never suited their needs. I mean, with one potato, we really, um, strove to make sure that, you know, no matter your family size. So if you have two people, you have six people. Um, we were, it was 
fully customizable if you had any kind of food allergies, food preferences. You know, it's very DIY. Um, so, you know, no matter how you eat or your child eats or your husband or your wife or whoever, um, you can make a meal the way you want it and everything just being incredibly fresh food um, because everything is homemade at One Potato. And so clearly you've always had a passion for food. When you were younger, were you a healthy eater? It's, it's funny. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I'm thinking about my mom and, you know, my mom, my parents didn't buy a lot of packaged food. Um, everything for the most part was homemade. I, I don't know if it was like healthy per se. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. So there was plenty of, you know, fried food and lots of cheese and things like that. But, you know, overall, I would say it was still that homemade food and sitting at the table at 530 with my family every night. Yeah, it's so valuable. So what do you think, though, are the biggest challenges for parents today when it comes to feeding their kids? I always think it's it's probably the same things that it's always been. It's time and money. So, you know, no, really being able to feed a family in a fast amount of time, because, you know, for parents, it's 21 meals a week plus snacks. So, you know, you come home and you're like, most likely exhausted, and yet you still have to feed your family, you know, a nutritious meal. Um, so time making things that are really fast and also just affordable because I think that budgets are tighter than ever. Um, and making sure that you can afford to buy the foods that you want um, within your budget. Yeah. And you're so in touch with your community. What do you see as one of, you know, some of the most common challenges that parents have when it comes to cooking? And and I'll pipe it and say that <laughs> I, I think that most parents, I'd say most moms are just sick of cooking all the time. <laughs> it's exhausting. It yeah. is literally, it's, it's so exhausting. And you think that the solution is, all right, I'll just pick up, you know, fast casual or fast food or whatever at the grocery that's already prepared. But then you get it home and you're like, this does not taste good. It cost me way more than I thought it was going to. So, you know, it really is about relying on a few recipes in your arsenal that you know your kids will actually eat and that you enjoy too. Yeah. And then how do you kind of break through the boredom though? I know I just keep cooking the same things every week and my kids are so done with me. <laughs> oh, it's so, isn't it sad? It's like, that, but that you just said it. Like, it's like even a parent's attitude that you feel like, God, I'm trying, but like, they don't even eat what I want to eat. So, I mean, some of the strategies that I use, I get my kids really involved. They make a list of their 10 favorite foods. I have three kids, so that's 30 foods. I will see how many of them have overlap. Um, and just keep that list in your wallet, you know, on your phone. When you go to the grocery, make sure you always have those foods so that, you know, you can kind of mix and match um, different kinds of meals and recipes, sometimes with just like two or three simple ingredients. Yeah. And what do you say are some of the common myths that parents have about getting healthy meals on the table? Um, that it's, it takes too long to cook. Um, and my kids won't eat it if I, you know, even if I make it um, like they, I mean, basically those are the, <laughs> those are the two. They're pretty broad. We can definitely get much more narrow within that. Um, but I think that parents perceive it as just like a waste of time and it's cooking becomes a very thankless job because your family's like flying in to eat and flying out. And you're like, wait a minute, I just spent all this time, you know, shopping and making it. And you don't even 
like say thank you or enjoy what I made. So I think it's like getting your family involved from every aspect, um, from picking the foods that you're going to buy to cooking with you, even if that that's just like sprinkling some salt um, on on the food. But you know, I, I I'm I'm surprised by my kids every day because I really do make an effort to get them involved and have them try new foods. And sometimes just in switching the way that I prepare something actually gets them jazzed to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a surprise, right? You you think they're never going to eat this and then they absolutely love it or it's the reverse. Totally. Totally. But you know, even like we have salad every night in our family and my, my mom did it. So I, that's sort of one that I've always, you know, got my kids involved in. And I'm always surprised like how much they love raw vegetables and the simplicity of it. Um, when, you know, you just present with something like, you know, cucumbers and the kind of lettuce that they enjoy and a favorite dressing or sauce. I think that even that simplicity, you know, that at least they're getting some vegetables in their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about tips for organizing and setting up our kitchen so that we can get healthy meals on the table and it's not dragging us down. Yes, that that is a big one. So I I like to think of it as stations. Um, so you know we, we make a lot of smoothies in our house. So I realized early on when I started making smoothies that I, I had everything in different parts. I had the hemp seeds one place and the protein powder in another, and you know all the ingredients were all over. So I created a smoothie station. And I think that you you know once you figure out what kind of foods your family enjoys, so maybe you have like a pasta station, maybe you have a coffee station, but organizing things in a way where you're not moving around your kitchen too much and keeping everything, you know, just organized where it should be. Yeah. And so for those of us who have, I know I have a very small galley kitchen for those of us don't have a lot of space. How should we organize things? So it all, you said it, like figure out what kind of space that you have. And if you're able to, you know, add things like uh, lazy Susans are a great strategy for smaller kitchens so that you can, you can, things don't get lost because sometimes once you, the once a year, maybe that you're able to clean out your, your pantry and your kitchen, you're like, oh my God, I had these four bo- bottles of sauces in this box of something. And I had no idea that it was even there. So it's about having things like lazy Susans or bins that are labeled with your snacks or your sauces or your olive oils or your um, you know, whatever your mustards or whatever it is um, that you're able to pull those out so that things don't get shoved in. Um, that's that that's always been a big strategy that's worked really well for me. And even in the freezer, I keep um, shoe bins because you can just pull them right out and they're much easier to stack items than just kind of pushing them in. Wow, that's cool. I've never seen that. Plastic shoe bins are like a game changer because you can also just rinse them out. So, you know, they don't break. They're totally durable. You can use blue ta- blue painter's tape and a marker or a white um, kind of paint pen and write what everything is. It's just, it's it's a game changer. That's awesome. And then you don't pull something out and you're like, what is this? I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I love also your tip about kind of like organizing things. And when for kids, it's really important for, you know, if you have clear glass containers and everything is front and center, research shows that when kids see that, when it's right in their eye line, I guess they're able to make healthier choices because of it. 
Absolutely. And it's also like when you're meal prepping, and a lot of this is in the meal prep magic cookbook, but when you, when you're meal prepping, put things at kids eye level, especially when you're talking specifically about kids, because, you know, if you meal prep some grapes and some baby carrots or, you know, cut up apples or whatever your child enjoys, and it's right there when they open the refrigerator, immediately they're going to make better choices. And the same thing is instead of feeling like a short order cook in your kitchen, if you put things at your, where your children can reach them, if it's the things you want, like a water bottle or a certain glass or a plate, let them be a active participant instead of mom, I want this. I need this. Get it for me. So we, (laughs) you know, we try to get them involved. Yeah. So talk to me about your best meal prep hacks that can save us time and money. Well, it's, you I mean, lots of it is homemade soups and stews for me. Um, so we do a lot of like slow cooker. Um, I'll, I'll do my, my daughter's favorite things, chicken noodle soup. So I'll make it in a slow cooker and then I'll jar it so that I freeze some, I refrigerate some, um, and put again, like blue tape, and then I'll heat it up uh, for lunch the next day and put it in a thermos for one of my daughters who like is older and that's what she likes for lunch. Um, so, you know, whenever you can batch meal on Sundays, I make a ton of roast chicken or air fried chicken, roast vegetables, brown rice, pasta, um, some favorite sauces or pre-made sauces. And then I'll just sort of mix and match for the next few days um, to make, you know, a roast vegetable pesto pasta or sliced, uh, sliced chicken with a favorite sauce and roast vegetables. And, you know, these kind of meals that that way it's really fast because you have everything at the ready. So are you sitting down to meal plan every week as well? I do meal plan. Yeah. It always helps me because then I'm not buying ingredients that I don't need. Um, and I always, I mean, for me, we're five people and we've always got more people coming in and out of our house. So I tend to double recipes because I can always freeze it, have it for lunch, send it, you know, with the kids to lunch, or honestly, my kids tend to come home, like always like ravenous from doing sports and things like that. So I'll give them a small portion of something before dinner if they're really hungry. Okay. Any other meal prep hacks? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, I cut up a lot of fruits and vegetables that I know we're going to be eating for a few days ahead. I do a lot of salads in jars. So dressing on the bottom and then just layer the salads so that you can give them a shake. Um, there's a recipe for uh, freezer burritos. So just making an assembly line of burritos, wrapping them in foil, labeling them, pop them in the freezer so that the night before you can put it in the fridge and heat it up in the morning for breakfast on the go. Awesome. So are you a fan of buying things that are already pre-chopped, pre-mixed, anything like that to help us save time? You can. It is. It definitely depends what you love. I am like pre-chopped garlic, um, if you, the, you know, that's why at most groceries, there are pre-chopped vegetables. Um, I, I mean, I will say that I, Trader Joe's just yesterday, I bought pre-chopped rainbow cauliflower so that I could just throw it in the air fryer for dinner last night because I just literally didn't have any vegetables on hand and was like, okay, here we go. Um, but for the most part, we buy most of our food at the farmer's market. We were out of town this weekend. So it was like a perfect example of why pre-chopped vegetables are awesome um, for busy families or busy anyone. Um, But uh, for the most part, I like to do it myself just because when once you buy pre-chopped vegetables, they're already oxidizing and they're not going to last as long. So it's it just depends, you know, your your need and the day of the week. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I love looking at all of your beautiful pictures on Instagram when you go to the farmer's market and you just spread it out Aww. in your kitchen island. I love it. So let's take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how to cut down on all those trips to the grocery store. If mealtimes are stressful and you just can't get your kids to eat what you make, then you've got to get them in the kitchen. Cooking with my kids has really gone a long way in encouraging them to try new foods and eat their veggies. But most of us aren't chefs, and that's why I love the Kids Cook Real Food e-course. This course was created by a mom of four and a former elementary school teacher, and it's for kids ages two to teen. You'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, principal supply and grocery shopping list, and kid-friendly recipes. The course also has a ton of substitutions, so if your kids have food allergies or dietary restrictions, they've got you covered. My daughters and I have taken the course, and it was so easy to follow along that they made an entire recipe on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken this course, and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. All you have to do to sign up is go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues. And because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. Most of the time, I don't even know why I cook meals because all my kids want are snacks. But finding healthy snacks with real food ingredients that are also affordable isn't always easy. And that's why I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable. Everything is organic and non-GMO, and members save an average of $32 on every order. My kids are all about the Lara bars and the Go Raw cinnamon snacking seeds. Thrive Market also has essential groceries, safe supplements, non-toxic home products like Truce, which is one of my favorite cleaners. And they also have clean beauty products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues where you can sign up and see my favorite items. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a family in need. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. All right, Catherine, you know, I think that many of us are going to store to store because not one store has everything we need or we're trying to save money and get deals or we run out of food midweek, especially if we've got, you know, kids in sports who are just eating constantly. So how can we cut down on those multiple trips? Well, I think that meal prepping and meal planning is essential. Um, I'll give you an example of like what my family does. And that way, uh, you know, maybe this will help someone else. On Sundays, I go to the farmer's market and I meal prep um, what we're going to be having for the week and just make ahead as much as I possibly can, like a batch of muffins so that it, you know, it rolls for a few days and I can freeze anything that we might not use. Um, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have one potato for dinner and I make breakfast and lunches homemade. Um, so, so even on those Sundays, I'll meal prep smoothies. So I'll put them in zipper bags or in jars so that I can just put it in the blender with liquid. And like a, I have a smoothie in two seconds um, or we'll do slow cooker oatmeal. So, uh, you know, I'll make a ton of oatmeal and then I'll even have some to rewarm for another 
another few days. Uh, and then we, you know, as like, we always think of like Friday nights as order in night. So that's, that's our big order in. But other than that, we tend to cook anywhere from, you know, 18, 19 to 20 meals a week. And your kids are, are they all involved? They are. It's gotten, during the pandemic, my older kids, I have three kids and two are you know, much more self-sufficient and they like to make most of their meals. Like they've gotten to the point that they never really ask me for a snack or, um, you know, a lot of their meals, they'll just, they, if, if we're out, they'll, they'll make it themselves. Um, because that was one of the things during the pandemic, I was like, you're going to learn how to do your own laundry and you're going to learn how to make at least six meals. And so it's pretty cool. They've really expanded their repertoire in the kitchen. Yeah. And that's what we want for our kids, right? To be self-sufficient when they leave our, our houses. Exactly. Yeah. And you talked about the slow cooker. I love my slow cooker too. What are some other products that you love that just makes our life easier? Oh my God. I am like a small kitchen appliance is probably one of my favorite subjects. So we, the three that I keep on my counter, because I always think that that's how you have to figure out what, you know, you can't have every small kitchen appliance out because your kitchen would look very cluttered. So I use our air fryer every single day. I actually have two air fryers. So, you know, I'm either like last night I air, I air fried vegetables in one and I did chicken in the other. Um, but if you don't have two, you know, you can, it depends what size family and how much you're trying to cook. But I would say my air fryer is my, my favorite just because it's really fast. Um, and it makes foods, you know, crunchy outside and tender inside. Um, and you can make anything from desserts to vegetables, to salmon, to steak. I mean, really just about anything. And it makes an awesome quesadilla. Now, I know you have a book about smoothies, and I love your story about helping your son um, with some health conditions, right? Um, yeah. Do you, what, what's your favorite blender? You know, I, mean, I have two. So I would say your Vitamix is going to be your, like, just your standard, like, I mean, no matter the model of Vitamix, it's an awesome blender. I love the KitchenAid ProLine series because the base is different. It's like I've got a square bottom and we make a lot of um, ice cream, like homemade. We, it's it's basically, uh, you, you take less liquid in any of your favorite smoothies and you use the tamper to press it all down and it makes the best ice cream or nice cream as people like to refer to it. Um, but you know, there's, there's lots of less expensive blenders on the market that are really good. But I always think of blenders like cars, like the motor, you know, you, you, your, your motor is stronger and faster on a more like on a high tech vehicle. So that's the reason you're, you're spending more money to, if you, you know, you want like a really pureed, beautiful smoothie. Yeah. I love my Vitamix. It is expensive. When I got it for a Christmas present a few years ago, I thought, well, are you crazy? But it is a staple. I use it every single day. We make like the faux ice cream as well and smoothies and everything really in it. It's amazing. Oh, it's, ama it's amazing. And that's why like, that's the same thing with, you know, air fryers. Like if you're going to, whatever's the way that you like to cook, like invest in the best quality product. It is absolutely worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. So how can we also speed up the cleanup? Because that's probably the worst part of, of all of it. I don't know. I like to, I like to wash dishes, but I know a lot of people don't. Oh my God. I call myself the lazy lady in the kitchen. Like I, dishes are the bane of my existence, <laughs> especially when you're cooking a lot. So I, to your point, I'm like sheet pan meals, air fryer, um, anything, I mean, and that's why the recipes on Wheelicious, that's always been something important to me is having as few 
cooking implements as possible. You will never find a recipe that you have to like saute and then roast and then blend. It's just, it's, it's just not happening. So um, I, my cast iron skillet, like even lasagna in the cast iron skillet, just anything that you can layer or, um, you know, cut down on having to do dishes. Wow. So your book's coming out, Meal Prep Magic, on April 4th. What are your favorite re- recipes? Oh, my gosh. My favorite recipes. Um, well, I told you about the burritos because those burritos are pretty incredible. Um, there are these sunshine muffins, which are in- really, really delicious. Um, I'm, oh, gosh, I have to. I have so many. It's uh, uh, There's a burger. It's a California black bean burger. So the way that I broke the book out is based on instead of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, it's done by the the staples in our kitchen. Things that don't cost a lot, like beans. There's there's a chapter on beans. There's a chapter on frozen fruits and vegetables, um, eggs. So that based on, you know, like that's the way you should think about when you cook is like, okay, I have three cans of beans. Now what can I do with it? Um, And even the kitchen sink pasta in in the book, it's, it, it uses different things based on what you have in your refrigerator. Because it's hard when you open a cookbook and you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to make this, but I only have, you know, three out of the five ingredients. So many of the recipes in the book um, elaborate and give you kind of four options. If you want to make hand pies, there's four different ways that you can make them sweet and savory. That's awesome. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for your time today. Where can listeners go to learn more about you and all your amazing work? Wheelicious.com for all of your favorite fast, fresh, and easy recipes. Uh, social media is all at Wheelicious. Um, and of course, the Meal Prep Magic Cookbook. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Catherine. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Catherine McCord as much as I did. And definitely head on over to Wheelicious.com to learn more and Amazon to pre-order her book, Meal Prep Magic, which I've linked to in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Food Issues Podcast. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a message and let me know about a new topic or guest you'd like to hear from. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. 